Are we faithful? Kind of a broad question. We'd say, well, faithful to what? Because there are so many different things we can be faithful to or unfaithful to. Uh, faithful to our spouse or our job. Uh, our commitment that we made at work or uh, in the community. <coughs> uh, I will, uh, uh, will I pay my debts? Uh, are faithful to God. And so what does faithfulness mean? <clears throat> if I'm going to be faithful to God, faithfulness to always love God and worship God, uh, faithfulness to live a moral standard that God would approve, or, or faithfulness to God's truth, uh, to know the Word and be faithful to that, or faithful to the kingdom of God. Uh, such a significant passage before the communion. Those people were faithful to all these things and uh, were recognized for that. Well, in the fruit of the Spirit, it includes faithfulness. Uh, we've spent several weeks talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, the Spirit of God, or the character of God, the personality of God is many-faceted. Different sides, different understandings, different parts of his nature. And so if we look at the fruit of the Spirit in us, the results of God being in us, there's going to be different things as well in us that would be similar to that or characteristic of that. We've talked about love and joy and peace and uh, and patience and kindness already. Uh, goodness last week. Uh, today, faithfulness. We'll talk about gentleness and self-control later on. So, when Paul says faithfulness, what does he have in mind? Uh, what does he want us to understand about the presence of God in us that brings about a quality of faithfulness? Now, he's not talking about faith. Faith and faithfulness, even though they're related, are not the same thing. Faith is the first step in becoming a child of God. That's when we believe in God and that faith motivates us to change the way we're living, to begin following Him, become a disciple of Him. Faith is the belief within us that motivates us to action. So because we believe, we confess Him. Because uh, we believe, we decide to be a disciple. We uh, are immersed into Him and we now serve Him. The Hebrew writer would talk about faithfulness and he said, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so it is faith that allows the Spirit of God to reside in us and to begin developing these godlike qualities. Uh, it is faithfulness that is one of the results of having faith. And so we can be faithful because there is faith in us. And so how would we define faithfulness? If faith is slightly different, leading to faithfulness, what is faithfulness? Faithfulness is being true to our belief or the commitment that we've made or the pledge that we've made. Faithfulness is a steadfastness in upholding those truths that we have believed by faith or commitments that we've made, 
It's our willingness to stand fast to a statement that we've made, to a promise that we've made. Uh, A faithful person will be constant in his practice of his faith. Uh, That means a faithful person, not hypocritical. Uh, It's faithfulness that separates us or separates success from failure. Because faithfulness keeps working. It doesn't quit. It is faithfulness that distinguishes the responsible from the irresponsible. Because the irresponsible person doesn't hold fast to his word. He, he will not keep his commitment. But the responsible person, by faithfulness, does. It's faithfulness that differentiates the mature from the immature. It's faithfulness that is the difference between the righteous and the sinful, or the saved and the lost, because we hold fast the confession that we've made, and hold fast to the conviction, to the truth that we've believed. Truth is, however, that our whole society today is characterized with unfaithfulness. We are not a faithful nation. In fact, much of the world is not a faithful world. We are prone to break our word. We do it all the time and almost think nothing of it. Uh, I saw a card, I should have got a photograph of it and put it on the screen, uh, a card that was meant to express love, meant to express devotion, but it said, I can't promise you forever, but I can promise you tomorrow. Why not forever? (laughs) You know, if that's the commitment of our heart, but if it's... My promise, as long as it's meeting my needs or as long as I want to. See, that's the problem of our society. We don't have forever. We don't believe in a commitment that lasts. Uh, There's an awful lot of people in this world today that are not willing to make a commitment for much more than a few days at a time. Faithfulness just isn't a part of us anymore. Deals were once made with a handshake. Uh, today, you've got a stack that thick of legalese that tries to hold people to a contract and four or five lawyers on the other side that know every way on breaking that contract. Uh, it's a tragic mark of our society. We are not a society of faithfulness. We don't stick to our convictions. We don't hold to our word. We are not faithful. God is. In fact, God's faithfulness is a primary teaching of the Old Testament. Again and again, He wanted Israel to understand, you can believe me. You can count on me. I will be true to my word. Uh, it, It might have been that the pagan gods were so volatile, uh, so moody, and they would say one thing and do different things, and, and that was a part of pagan culture, that the gods were fickle. <coughs> but from the very beginning, God said, I am faithful to my word. What I promise, I will keep. What Moses is writing 
Deuteronomy. It's a series of sermons that he preached to Israel before he gave the leadership to Joshua. And toward the end of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse beginning at verse 1, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass, like the showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His word is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness without iniquity. Just and upright is he. God is faithful. He always fulfills his word. He always keeps his promises. During the time of David, again, that was a major theme. A major context, or a major part of the Psalms that David celebrated. Uh, the faithfulness of God. You can always count on him to do what he says he will do. Psalm 117, verse 1. Uh, Praise the Lord, all nations exalt Him, all peoples, for great is His steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. God is faithful. If He has said, we can believe. He keeps His word. Even during the time of Jeremiah, when Israel is besieged by Babylon, and the people, according to the prophecy about, uh, of Jeremiah, will be taken into captivity because of their sins. Jeremiah still says, God is faithful. God keeps his word. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in Him. God's faithfulness is a major theme of all the Scripture, still in the New Testament. Again and again, we hear we can count on, we can rely on the Word of God. He keeps His promises. Romans 3, verse 3, What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithfulness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though everyone were a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified by your words and prevail when you are judged. God is faithful, even if everyone else, the whole world, lies, is unfaithful, God will... That's His nature. He is faithful. 1 Corinthians 1, God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11, the saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with Him, we will also live with Him. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will also deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. God is faithful. So if we want to be like God, if we want to have the Spirit of God dwelling within us, we must be faithful. And a mark of his presence in us is faithfulness. God is always faithful, always true. There's no shadows in him. There's no variations, inconsistencies, no betrayals. 
God is faithful. So we must be faithful. True to our word, true to our commitments, true to Him. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talking there, and that's a a great uh, three chapters or so on how to live the Christian life. And one of the things Jesus says is, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Uh, Chapter 5, verse 33, uh, he's saying, be true to your word. Be faithful to your word. Keep your word. Keep your commitments. Talking about marriage, he says, be faithful to your spouse. Even if you think about somebody else, that's unfaithfulness. Be faithful. Be true to your commitments. Keep your word. The Hebrew writer would say uh, that we must not deny our confession of Christ by forsaking one another, by by missing out, uh, by not being present in times of worship, by not holding each other up during the times of difficulty. We must be faithful to each other. That's part of our commitment to God. Be faithful to the commitment we've made to Him. Uh, Hebrews 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting the meeting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Be faithful to the commitments you've made. Hold to the word that you have given. Keep your promises. John gives the words of Jesus in Revelation, encouraging us to be faithful unto death. Revelation 2, verse 10, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Hold to faithfulness to the very end, and the reward of heaven will be yours. Paul probably would have had all of these in mind as he writes the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 6. But it's always important to look at any passage in context. And and the book of Galatians is particularly about being faithful to Christ and the freedom we have in Him as His being the the Christ, the Messiah. Uh, In Faithful to the Gospel. Uh, faithful to, uh, no. in Acts chapter 15, the church begins, uh, uh, has begun in Antioch. And, uh, you, you see there that some Judaizers from the Jerusalem church come into, uh, Antioch and persuade many of the Christians there, to abandon their hope in Christ. And they begin teaching that if you don't become a Jew, you can't be saved. They require circumcision, the the customs of Moses, the dietary laws, all of those types of things. The idea of keeping the law of Moses and all of those things became a major problem for the church. And that's a principal theme for the book of Galatians. Uh, A return to the law of Moses for salvation would have been an unfaithfulness to Christ. 
It would have been a denial of what Jesus did on the cross. It would have said his sacrifice was of no value. And so some there in Galatia had uh, apparently abandoned the truth of Christ for another gospel, and that was principally Judaism. He begins in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you to the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but that some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ, even if we are an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to what uh, to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we said, as we have said before, now we say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. During the rest of this letter, Paul seeks to help them understand the grace of Christ. He doesn't want a Gentile or a Jew, for that matter, to be enslaved to the law. Uh, trying to earn salvation, trying to be good enough, trying to live by the regulations of Moses. He goes all the way back to Abraham uh, and uh, reasons that the children of the promise today are the people who believe in Jesus and follow Jesus. In fact, he says, the children who have been God's faithful have always been people of faith. Even under Moses, faith was required. It is by faith in Christ that we have received the Spirit of God. Not by Moses. And and Paul will say, the Spirit in you, it came to you by Christ, not by Moses. So faithfulness is remembering Jesus. It is holding on to Jesus. What we need for faithfulness today is to hold tightly on to Jesus. So the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness to Christ. Faithfulness will always understand that our relationship to the Father is by Jesus. Faithfulness will always understand that salvation is not by Moses, not by the regulations of the law of Moses, but by the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Faithfulness will practice a lifestyle consistent with Jesus. It will live by the standard that Jesus established. It will follow God by the example that Jesus gave. Faithfulness will seek to worship God in spirit and truth as Jesus proclaimed not by the regulations of the law or not even by things that we might invent. People have always been inventing different ways to try to serve God, thinking that their wisdom might be superior somehow to God's wisdom, uh, modifying the gospel. Remember, Paul in Galatians chapter 1 said, don't modify the gospel. He would write to the Colossians who were also trying to modify the gospel that They were just practicing that may have the appearance of wisdom, but it's really just foolishness. Colossians chapter 2, verse 20. If with Christ you died to the elementary spirits of the world, why, as if you were 
still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Referring to things that are that, that all perish as they are used. According to human precepts and teachings, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and aestheticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Hold fast to Christ. Hold tightly to His teachings. Don't expand, don't go away, don't delete. Hold to Jesus. Remember, His salvation is in Jesus. So what is faithfulness? Well, probably a lot of different things that we could talk about, but first, remember the Lord is one, and we must love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, body, and mind. Faithful to God. Don't be deceived by Satan's message. That there are many different ways to serve God. Or many different ways. There's one God in heaven. There is one truth. There are not hundreds of different ways. Or whatever might be in our heart. Remember the heart can be a very deceptive thing. In John 14 verse 6. Jesus said I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can't get to God through Mohammed. You can't get to God through Moses. Jesus is the way. Hebrews 11, or 10 rather, verse 23, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Don't deny the confession. And by the way, he's saying there is if we just try to go out there alone and be by ourselves, we're denying the confession. It has to be a public proclamation, a public gathering, a public, a united effort. Second, live like Christ in your community. Practice, practice what he did. Live like he said to live. Live like Jesus. And the second, uh, uh, Jesus said, and the second is like it. You shall love the Lord. Uh, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Treat each other as Christ would treat each other. With kindness and love and consideration. Act toward each other with respect, with honesty, with trustworthiness. Third, keep your commitment to the simple and pure gospel of Christ. Hold fast to the confession that you've made that Jesus is the Christ. Hold fast to the confession that you've made that salvation is in Him. Don't lay aside the will of God for in any area. Uh, neither in, in worship, uh, in morality. Uh, hold fast to Jesus and what He has told us. The way we live. 
Fourth, be devoted to Christ, the teachings about life and morality and brotherhood. Let Jesus be the guide for our lives, for our living, for the way we are faithful to one another. In our text this morning that was read, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things in Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is blessed and the only sovereign King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in inapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be the glory, honor, and eternal dominion. Amen. We are a people dedicated to faithfulness. I believe we are. We are a people who want to serve God faithfully. Our leaders encourage us always to be faithful to God. We surround ourselves with opportunities to know the word, to encourage ourselves in faithfulness. We we encourage each other to live before the Lord in righteousness. We pray for you regularly and we encourage one another that we all pray for one another, and the life of our church before the Lord regularly. We work to help each other be faithful to God. Some of us, however, for whatever reason, have lingered out of the body. Some because they've not yet made that commitment to Christ. They've not yet decided, yes, I will be a Christian. I will proclaim my faith that He is the Christ, the Son of God. I will be buried with Him in baptism for the remission of our sins. If you've not done that, begin your faithfulness to God today by being baptized for the remission of your sins. There are some of us here today that are... Lingering outside of faithfulness. We made that commitment at one time, but we've abandoned that confession. Because we're not part, we're not an active part of the body. We're living by ourselves, I guess you could say. Not really serving God. Let me tell you, you cannot serve God alone. Can't do it. If you're out there and you're trying to serve God by yourself, One or two things will happen. God in you will well up enough that soon you'll have a crowd around you serving God and so you won't be alone because you've reached out and brought others with you. Or you'll be spiritually dead. 
you won't serve God alone. You'll bring others to you or you'll die. Don't be unfaithful. Fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. Be faithful to God. Let's be standing. Perhaps you're ready to make that commitment. To reaffirm your faith in Him. Or, or maybe you're ready to be buried with Him in baptism for the remission of your sins. Whatever we might do to help you this morning, we encourage you to respond while we praise God in song.